Just imagine being well over 300 pounds, having blood sugars as high as the 1400s, and even having to like hide from the people around you just so you can go in the bathroom and shoot up insulin to now losing well over 150 pounds, being 100% drug-free, and not by doing it by some crazy complex diet, right? Instead, only by using love, support, understanding, and a really simple low-carb approach. How is that done? Well, that's exactly what our guest is going to show us today because that's what he did. And today's guest is none other than James Rappaport. So you know what? Let's just get right into it. Hi, my name is Davis and I'm part of a group you've probably never heard of. We can't be defined by the mainstream as together we're the face of a movement. And because we all know that what type 2 diabetes can do to us and the people that we love, we want all the possibilities to live in the life that we deserve. Since we're fighting for ourselves, the people that we love, and for one another, we have to play the game different. We have to play the game smarter. Because the faster we spread our message and help each other out, the faster we're saving lives. The faster we're saving lives, the faster we're saving families. And the faster we're saving families, the faster people just like you and I change the world forever. So if no one's ever told you, let me be the first to tell you right now that you have every single right to live in the life that you've always wanted, that you have every single thing that it takes within you to crush type 2 diabetes on your own terms, and don't ever let anyone take that from you. Now, if you ask someone stuck in the past, they tell you what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day, all because we chose life over type 2, and these are our stories. Now, on a personal note, since we know what works for everybody is different, do not use any of this information to treat, cure, or diagnose type 2 diabetes or any other metabolic condition as any and all changes must come from your doctor's care. I'm simply sharing what's taken me from a total diet failure since I was a kid, then turned morbidly obese and diagnosed type 2 diabetic and ultimately told that I'd probably end up dying the same way that my grandfather did to completely turning everything around and now sharing everything in the hopes to save as many lives and the hopes to save as many families that deal and struggle with the same metabolic condition that I have. So if you haven't already, go ahead and like, subscribe, share this information, and let's get on with the show. Hey, it's Davis. Are you a type 2 diabetic? Have you ever gone from like diet to diet, you know, with like these different ups and downs, and in the end, you just wanted the freedom to be yourself, right? Or maybe you're like me, where you've, you know, gone online, and you watch all these other people, like Facebook groups, or on the internet, or whatever, completely turn a page, turn their lives around, and you're like wondering, like, Man, when's it finally going to be my turn, right? Look, if any of this sounds familiar to you, for you, I've made a 21-day free blood sugar challenge. That's right. It's a free 21-day blood sugar challenge, and you can get it right now at lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. That's lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. In it, I reveal all kinds of stuff that you'll probably never see anywhere else. Everything from like the highlighter trick that I use to completely shortcut the success behind a lot of these different type 2 diabetes diets out there without any of the headache, the strain, or any of the pressure and really the stalls and the breakups that a lot of these other people are going through with those diets, right? At the same time, I show you everything from like how I lost my first 75 pounds without any drugs, exercise, or any hardcore dieting whatsoever. And I even show you the three-step A1C shortcut. And you can get it all right now for free at lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. Again, that's lifeovertype2.com backslash 21 days. It's not every day that you, that you, uh, I mean, well, I, I should take that back. It's weird because in the whole social media thing or on the internet nowadays, we can all access things so easily. And it's almost like we can always, almost always, always, always find somebody that's lost over a hundred pounds, but to actually like sit down, you know what I mean? And be like, so how did you do it? You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, it's very rare. You know, so I'm yeah. absolutely stoked to have you on. 
Well, thank you. Absolutely, thank absolutely. You. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, yeah, you know what? Let's just get right to it. Um, so today's, ladies and gents, our beloved guest is James Rappaport. And James has a phenomenal story that he's about to share with us today, of which I don't even know, um, just because we were literally getting started and I, I wanted to like stop just so we can actually share every single bit of it here together. So uh, welcome. Nice having you on here, James. Thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, you know, if you can maybe take us back. So James was just letting me know that, you know, he just lost um, today. He's at 154.9 down. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Phenomenal, man. Phenomenal. So yeah, you know what, maybe if we can just take a a time machine step back, right? Um, How did, so obviously if you're, if you're that far down now, you probably started a much larger size. Um, Now was, were you, did you always have issues with your weight or was it just one of these things where it just kind of came on after college or maybe even in your professional life? After uh, I was very skinny my whole entire life until after I graduated high school and college, um, you know, gained weight, um, prob- gained, I don't know, I was probably over 300 pounds about 10 years ago and I lost about 100 pounds. And then I met my wife and then, you know, you're having fun, you're enjoying life. And I gained about 150 back, you know? Yeah. So I was the the top, I would March 20th of last year, I was about 329 pounds. So that was my top that I've ever been that I know of. That I know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny you, that know, you, say, you know, when you get, when you get that big, you don't want to, everybody said, well, what do you weigh? 250. You know, you don't want to <laughs> weigh. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that you say that because man, like you, so this weight that you've lost, this was just within the last about year or so. No. Yeah. March 20th. I started March wow. 20th. Dude, yep. Okay. Okay. Very, very cool. So yeah. Okay. So let's, let's, uh, let's take a step back now. So, so now that you've hit your peak weight, um, were you, was this, did that come after you were diagnosed or were you diagnosed after around the time that you had hit that well, peak weight? Um, I, I wasn't feeling good for a couple months. I, I'm a, I'm a sales manager, so I travel a lot. So I just thought it was because I was traveling a lot and I just wasn't feeling well. And, uh, um, March 16th of, uh, last year we were on our way to Disney with the kids, my wife and I, and, uh, we were flying out of Columbus, Ohio. And, uh, we, we stayed the night there. And when I got up in the morning, my wife said, no, nah, we're going home. Um, you don't seem right. You don't, there's just something wrong. I was sleeping a lot. And I was just, I was really, I wasn't feeling well. And I didn't know it. You know, I was just, I was, you know, it was, uh, you know, I had ketoacidosis. So it was, you know, it was starting to uh, progress. So I went, um, we drove all the way home, which is about four hours back to Michigan. And uh, my wife called my father and my dad came over and said, you're either going to go to the hospital or you are, uh, um, I'm going to call 911. It's that bad. So I went with them and we walked, I walked into the, um, you know, the hospital and, uh, the doctor asked me right off the bat, are you diabetic? And I said, no, I'm not diabetic. And he goes, well, today you're diabetic. 
And I mean, he just, he knew wow. that yeah. I was diabetic. He knew, you know, he really did. And, um, I was in the ICU for four days, uh, and I came out and uh, I had a cup of coffee and it was probably the greatest experience of my life having that cup of coffee. But, uh, you know, I, I'd never been in the hospital. I never had a major illness ever. Um, and it was a really big eye opening experience for me because I've, if, I, I've done it all. Um, I've been everywhere you could think of. And I can just remember sitting in the hospital going, how did I get here? How did I get here? Yeah. And I mean, you know, I just, I, it, it was crazy because, you know, it was, I just couldn't believe it that I was diabetic. Absolutely. And and you was, know what? A, a quick ahead. question here, James. Um, and I didn't mean to cut you off real, real quick. No, you're fine. Um, just a, a quick question. Is there something close to the microphone on your end? No. Did I, is it sound bad? Um, no, you know, what's weird is that it's almost coming across like something like a piece of paper is moving or, uh, um, okay. Well, it's, it stopped here. right there, but okay. I'll, I'll stop moving my hands. Maybe that was it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Go ahead. Oh yeah. But no, you're, you're just in the middle of saying something. I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. You were saying that, you know, um, you were just diagnosed and yeah, I mean, I was, I was diagnosed and I was in the hospital and, uh, you know, they were coming in and out and they were giving me bags of insulin and bags of everything. And my potassium was very low. My potassium was so low that, that I had to stay in the hospital for three extra days until it came up. That's how much, um, that's how bad the situation was, how bad it was. I mean, I don't know if I could say I was near death. Right. Um, but I was pretty darn sick pretty darn sick. Now, I let was. me ask you this. We've, I've always heard of the, and I think I might've had a relative experience. However, I, I don't know. Um, when we say ketoacidosis, it's always something that we've heard about. And it's really I, ironic because when I've told my original provider, the one, um, my original, my original, original provider that I was doing the ketogenic diet, she immediately took it as ketoacidosis and was like, no, that's totally that. different. Of no, course, of course, totally night and day different. Yeah, totally different. However, question being, um, what, what were some of the symptoms that you were going through when it came to ketoacidosis? Super tired, um, urinating a lot, um, and going to sugary it's so funny because when my uh, when my diabetes doctor uh, came in to see me for the first time, his first thing he said to me was, "Hey, have you been drinking a lot of Gatorade lately?" And I said, "Yeah, I have." And he goes, "Yep, that's what they all do." So that's a big symptom. If you're urinating a lot and wanting to go to sugary drinks, you know, even if you didn't uh, use a lot of sugary stuff before, you right. go to it because you're trying to get that sugar in. And at the end, I was sleeping a lot. You know, I was very tired. And I'm normally like really energetic. Sure, sure. You know, really energetic. And, you know, you have mood swings as well. Um, you know, I'm not like violent or anything, but you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't my happy go lucky self. 
right like i normally am yeah I'm saying, that comes over that comes across really easily on the <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? and, and talking to you absolutely yeah and that i uh you know i didn't everybody saw it around me you know and uh if i had one tip for somebody um because you know i learned this if you if you're really close friends with somebody and you know them and you don't think something's right you know be their friend and you know uh, people came to me and like i knew there was something wrong with you and you know i had made a doctor's appointment and they asked me if i wanted to come right in this was before and i said no i'll just wait till i get back from vacation no big deal you know i knew something was wrong yeah i knew it it's just you're so stupid you know because you don't want you don't want it to be something you think it's worse than it really is. You know, it's and you bad. pushed it off. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah, it turns absolutely. even worse, you know? So my blood sugar, uh, on the day that I went in was 1,480. Oh, good Lord. Yep. How are you were even conscious? I don't even know. This morning I was 77. Wow, man. Yeah. Woo. Yep. Yeah. My, okay. uh, my A1C was uh, 14.9. I had an A1C done last week. It was 4.6. Woo! That's yeah. So I was dude. high. I don't know if I've ever heard of anybody higher than 14.9 that I've mm-hmm. talked to. Yeah, I can. You know? Oh, gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. So. Okay, so after being diagnosed, right, um, we all kind of like take the next steps, if you will. What was the first thing that you started to do? Like where uh, where did you start taking your first steps? Well, you know, when I got home, um, I you know, I really have a strong support system. Um, my endocrinologist, uh, my wife is uh, probably the strongest support system that you could possibly have. I think that is number one to support people around you. Um, and when I got home, uh, she gave me the best advice a wife could ever give somebody. Cause I was like, well, can I eat this? You know, I kept asking, am I allowed to eat this? Am I allowed to eat this? Cause they don't really, they don't really help you. They don't say, much. right. No, right. they don't. They just tell you don't eat carbs. Well, what's a carb? Right. Exactly. All right. Everybody does, you know, everybody loves keto or hates keto or is in the middle or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. And so the best advice my wife ever gave me was she said, you're never going to beat this if you don't know how to read labels of food. And I suggest you learn what you can eat and what you can't. And I started researching I have friends that I found out that were diabetic that normally don't talk about it. I talk about it. Right. And I, and if somebody asks me questions about it, I'll talk about it. I won't Absolutely. give you advice, you know, but I'll give you my personal opinion, but I'm no doctor for sure. Right. Right. But, uh, you know, I learned what I needed to do and that helped me because I started learning about the disease And, you know, I went about three weeks where I was not allowed to do, I mean, I did not exercise before, nothing, all right? Mm -hmm. And we'll get in, I'm sure we'll get into my exercising, you know, later down, but um, I, my doctor, I went and visited, you know, because I was on insulin, I was on insulin when I got out of the hospital, 
And um, I had to give myself a shot in the stomach. And I'll tell you what, that is an eye-opening experience. It is. Is that in having to give yourself insulin? It really is. And this, you know, the the slide scale and the needles and all that stuff. You you realize how strong you really are when you when you go through this. Yeah, we start shooting up for sure. Exactly. And I mean, you know, I'm with a customer, you know, because I started working about a week later. And I was with a customer, and you get your meal, and you go, "Hey, I got to go to the bathroom." To me, that was embarrassing. Yeah. Like this is where I'm at. Right. So my doctor gave me the all clear and I started walking on the treadmill and I did 20 minutes and I barely could walk. I was so sore at the end of that 20 minutes, but I did it. Wow. And, and I went and I just, and then, so every day I just walked and I would get better. And then eventually about three weeks later, my blood sugar was going really low. Like it was not, it was not even in the hundreds anymore. It was in the sixties. So I called my endocrinologist and I said, you know, I said, what should I do? And he said, well, I want you to stop. I want you to stop giving yourself insulin shots at night. Just give them to yourself in the morning. So I did that for about a week. And then it was still going very low, and I called him back, and um, he said, I want you to stop taking insulin for a week because I was going to the doctors the next week. And when I went into the doctors, he, I told him, I said, you know, my blood sugar's been around 75, 85, right around there. And he goes, well, you don't need insulin insulin currently because you know you're doing everything that I'm asking you. And I still was, I still was probably two thirty, probably sure uh, two forty. I'd probably lost about forty pounds within that first month, I guess. And uh, he said, "But I'm going to put you on metformin. I think it's good for your kidneys." You know, the whole, you know, they want you to be diabetic, right? So they put you on metformin. And as soon as I got put on metformin, to me, it seemed like I started vigorously exercising. I was able to exercise. Now, my personal belief, I don't know this if this is true. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, sometimes I think that insulin may hamper your, your ability to lose weight. I'm not really sure why. But it seemed like that with me. No, you're you're 100 correct. There's a um, you know. yeah. There's a uh, I, you'll see it um, with certain type one diabetics where they inject right around that area. Not for everybody, obviously. Everybody's body is different. Yeah. Um, but there can be uh, like a little bit of an adipose buildup, like right there, like a little no bit of fat buildup. Yeah. I thought I knew it all, but that, I've never heard that. That's fan. You know, I'm. You know, that makes me not want to go back. And I and I tell people this that I talk to all the time and tell me if I ramble. So, no, um, no. I tell people this all the time. And this is only for me. If I would have if I would have went to the doctor and he would have put me on metformin, I would not be talking to you today. I would not have lost weight. Everybody that I talk to that seems to be put on metformin first it takes a while for them to lose weight because they think that the pill will just lower their blood sugar and there's no work needed. You know, it's like a magic pill. Yeah. And to me, that. that's not true. 
That was me. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, hey, absolutely. You're lucky, though, that you didn't have to go to the hospital. That's the only thing good about it, you know, that you didn't have to. I called it the rock prison. I called it fat camp, you know, because I kept telling my wife I was the worst patient ever. Oh, I told my wife every day I went there, like, I want to get out of here. I don't want to be here. But it was the best thing that could ever happen to me. Dude, that's so funny. It was. I called it the rock. You could ask all my buddies. They came and visited me and friends. And I'd be like, listen, get me off the rock. You know, I'm in the rock. So, so James, but, let me ask you, is were you doing keto at this time or were, no. were you still just counting carbs alone? And a quick I was question. Car- I was, I was, carty- I, was uh, I was counting carbs uh-huh. in between keto and now, you know, I'm really focused on that. You know, okay. I, I, I try to, I, I try to never eat carbs if I can. What? What got you to look at carbs in the first place? Because you want for- you want me to tell you the truth? Yeah. I used to work with a sales rep years ago and she is a uh, really good friend of mine. Her name is Keisha Puckett. Right on. And uh, she is just a really good person and she's huge about dieting. And she said to me one day, she goes, do you know what your problem is? Because I was complaining that I wasn't losing enough weight. Because you got to remember me. I'm very goal-oriented, not about weight, but about personal life, everything. But not about my appearance, right? Yeah. But about everything else. So I was complaining that I wasn't losing enough weight. And she was like, your problem is this. Did you eat wheat bread today? I said, yeah, I had a turkey sandwich. What's wrong with that? Diabetics are allowed to have turkey sandwiches. She goes, the problem with you is you need to stop eating bread. You need to stop eating potatoes. You need to stop eating rice. Stop drinking pop. And you need to stop eating carbs as best you can. And I thought, how am I going to do this? I can't do it. And I I just went at it. I quit cold turkey. The pop thing I drank for a little while, but then I I haven't I haven't had soda in I don't know six or eight months. I don't know how long it's been, but I I, I drink Squincher. I dump it in my water, okay. and uh, I love it. And it's no sugar, no additives. I don't mean to give them a prop because they don't give me anything, but um, <laughs> I love their stuff. And I I you know it's I just love it. I it, it, I hate water. So, and I drink a lot of coffee. So yeah, I, I, uh, I got rid of, I got rid of pop and I bear, I rarely have any carbs. I'm not going to say I don't cheat because I think that would be lying, right. but I'm telling you that I do not normally cheat. Yeah. My doctor, my endocrinologist, actually, when I was there the last time, she told me, she said, if you cheat once in a while, because she was asking, she took an hour out of the visit to ask me what I'm eating, what I'm doing, because she is really interested in everything that I'm doing. Yeah. And she told me, she goes, you know, if you cheat, don't feel bad. And I mm-hmm. said, well, you can't go about life like that. If you do get back on the horse, but you can't go around going, okay, well, if I cheat, you know, I don't, that's not how I look at it. You know, I have two small kids. I'm not going back. Right. I mean, I got a beautiful wife. I'm not going back. There's just no way. For sure. It's, it's, it, food was more important than me, than my life. That's how bad it was. 
I had an addiction to food. Like others have addiction to whatever they have. I had an addiction to food. I'm a foodie. I love eating at restaurants and I like weird food and all that stuff. Yeah. So that was big with, you know, that was, that was an issue that I had that I'm trying to overcome. So. So when, when you had started, obviously, you know, tracking carbs and you were doing much better with your medication, how, what ultimately led you into the whole keto thing? Just got just people like you guys on Facebook watching what people was were doing. I love to cook. I'm a big cook. Yeah, me too. So it was just cool seeing recipes. Like I've changed the whole house. We're we're all into this. My wife is really my wife is really fit. She lost 17 pounds and barely does anything. Yeah, dude. I mean, how that works. Just, huh? Yeah, and we just we eat a healthy lifestyle. We. You know, we we watch what we eat. Uh, we try. We do not. I travel a lot, so I eat a lot. You know, at restaurants, mm-hmm. and I really watch. And we don't eat a lot out at. Uh, we don't go out to eat a lot at home. We really care about what we're doing, and it, I don't even think it matters anymore that I'm. You know, my diabetes is in remission because, you know, I'm not on any medication anymore for, I don't know, probably six months or, I don't know, five months maybe. Um, and, and my blood sugar is lower than when I was on metformin. So, I mean, it works. You just have to be vigilant. And I'm telling you, when you start running on the treadmill, running, walking, you know, tr- getting your heart rate over 120, you will, with the keto and with with the workouts, you will lose weight. There was times I was losing 15 to 20 pounds a week. Woo, that's crazy. I mean, you know, a week. And that's with traveling maybe four or five days sometimes. Wow. So it if you stick to it, if you fall off the wagon, get back on, you know, I mean, I have fallen off. I've fallen off for a couple hours, sure. but I get back on, you know, sure. and I'm and when you hit your goal weight, you can really, uh, you know, don't worry so much about the, about the scale. But when you're, you're in your, you know, I tell everybody on Facebook, uh, you know, it's a war. You're fighting a war. Diabetes, I think, is is up there with some of the worst diseases because once you get it, you have it. And, you know, you make it go dormant, but you're always scared that it's going to come back. For me, for me. Oh, 100%. And, and, you know, us dias, I mean, we're fighting. Some are fighting better than others, but that's why I'm always like, you got to fight the battle every day, and I fight the scale. We weigh we 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 weigh in every day is if we can. I weigh in every day and every day at night. I weigh in. Do you really? Uh, yes, that's and awesome. I th- and 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 I've and I'm trying to be more of a human. You know, like hey, you know, if I don't weigh in one day, it's not a big deal. Like my uh, endocrinologist doesn't want me pricking my finger every day because mm-hmm. I was doing it once a day. So what, she's I mean- like. Pr- Prick it every two days because I still do it. I still I do watch it all the time. my blood sugar. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, and I, I do it too. So if I think my sugar's out of whack, I'll test. 
because I have a tendency to go low now with keto because, you know, I, you know, I, I really watch and I, and I'm taking, you know, I'll tell you what you, you, you've lost a hundred and some pounds like I have. So it's a club. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and you did it just by exercise like I did. And I'll tell you what, when I look in the mirror now, I'm like, man, you know, I I've come a long way. I, it's just, I'm impressed sometimes with myself. And I think that being positive and being impressed with yourself and celebrating the wins, you know, like I get a lot of people now, um, we did a lot of birthdays this weekend and, uh, everybody said, have a piece of cake. You know, have a piece of cake. You've done really well. No, I didn't have one on my birthday. Why would I have one on yours? <laughs> you know, I'm just being honest. I'm not being mean, but I, right. I'm, I'm fighting the battle. You know, I understand if you're not diabetic and you want a piece of cake. Cool. Yeah. Knock yourself but, out for sure. But yeah, you know, I try to eat a healthy lifestyle every day and I try to fast in the middle of the afternoon um, I love dinner and I love breakfast and I try, here's the thing. Um, I, for me, everybody has to tailor keto for what, you know, what they want. You know, I eat a lot of green vegetables. I'm not Same a picky here. eater. My doctor says that's one of the biggest things why he thinks I lost so much weight is because I eat tuna. I eat salmon. I eat a lot of green um, you know, I eat steak. Um, I'm, I eat, I probably eat two portions of steak a week. Um, and, but I try to eat a lot of fish, mahi, mahi, uh, you know, tuna, salmon, you know, same things you probably eat. Sure. Um, and I try to front load my carbs at night because I work out a lot at night. So when I'm, I'm up to seven and a half to eight miles a day. That's so cool that you talk about uh, front-loading carbs. That's so huge. I found that not, to be so huge. I'm sorry. Front-loading protein using – I'm sorry. I messed up. Fr- front-loading protein and putting that in front of carbs, you know, because a lot of people eat a lot of carbs at night. I try I don't, to eat a yeah, lot I don't, of protein. I don't eat carbs at night for sure. Yes. I, yes. I yeah. messed up. I'm sorry. No, yeah. no, but essentially, well, I mean, so much of it is, is kind of like the same. Yes. They're, they're somewhat relative. You know what I mean? Like yes. I'll typically go heavy protein at night. And then whenever I do eat more carbs, I'll try to get them in as early as possible in the day. That way I have all that whole day to burn them out of the it, system. I, I was told by somebody and I read an article that said, if you, if you're going to eat a big meal, say you're going to go out to eat for somebody's birthday and you have to go to a restaurant and yeah. you know that you're going to eat too much salt or, you know, too much, uh, too much of whatever, for Fr- sure. do it, do it in the, do it in the afternoon. Try to at least, you know, but see, I try to keep filling, you know, egg beaters, like uh, they, I eat a lot of egg beaters, and the reason being is I the way I am right now, I'm I can eat more egg beaters than I can regular eggs. Wow. But I love the 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 Mexicali egg beaters that I get at Whole Foods. Okay, and and it has it. Here's another thing: I used to hate spicy food. Since I've been since I've been diabetic, I eat spicy food all the time. My dad says my whole entire my 
I and I'm I think it's because of keto. Mm-hmm. My whole entire appetite has changed. Yeah. I eat a lot. I eat a lot of eggs. You know, uh, you know, I'll eat. Uh, I eat a lot of uh, wild game as well. I didn't tell you that at first. That is um, awesome. Yeah, I want to. I, I, I want to get into eat eating of, game for I, sure. I eat a lot of that. Um, and like I said, I'll eat on the weekends, I'll eat a couple eggs, but most of the time I eat egg beaters, mm-hmm. but I eat a lot of tomatoes with my eggs to sure. try to give filler mushrooms. Yeah. I feel those are filler, you know, yeah. for me yeah. and I, tr- and I think breakfast and dinner for me is the most important meals of the day. That's for me. Now for others, it might not. I know people sure. that, and I will not eat after five thirty unless I have to. Right. If my owner's in town and he wants to eat late, I'll eat. If you're not right. paying my salary or buying stuff for me, I am not going to eat late. That's right. just me. That's just for sure. Me. And you, you know, know, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about exercise. So, how did you go from? What does it look like now? And how did you go from you know barely being able to walk twenty minutes and being sore on a twenty minute walk to where you're at now? Well, I. Um, I started, uh, I, I started, I started walking at three and a half speed on the treadmill and I did this for about a month and I was seeing some improvements. And then one day I ran for two minutes. So every time I'd walk for five, I'd run for two, I'd walk for five and I'd always, I, and this is what I do. I don't know if it works for everybody, but I work out for 60 minutes Take time for yourself every day. Do what you have to do to get six minutes out of your life to do it. So I say I'm going to work out 60 minutes, and that's what I do. And so I would walk five minutes, then I would run two. Then I would run for five minutes and walk for five. And then for about two and a half months straight, uh, I would I would run for five or run for 10 minutes walk for five, run for 10, walk for five. Then when I get to 50 minutes, I would run straight for three minutes, walk for two. And at the end of my workout, I would walk for three and I would run at seven. I would just walk. I would run as fast as I can to get my heart rate up. And that's what I did until about three weeks ago. Um, you know, as you know, cause we've been talking for a couple weeks Um, I hit my goal of 165 pounds about three weeks ago. And that was right at the holidays. And uh, I do a yearly trip with my buddies out to Kansas. I own some property in Kansas and I'm a big deer hunter. And so I go out there yearly with my buddies. And uh, so right before I left for that, I hit 165 pounds. But I told myself, you know, just because I'm going out with my buddies, doesn't mean that I have to not watch what I'm doing. Right. And so I prepared for my food. I prepared everything. I walked to my deer blind every day. I didn't ride out on my side by side. I walked and I just, I planned for it. That's the thing that I do now. I plan. So I, I was really scared. I'm being honest. I'm just telling you this backstory because I was really scared about not exercising because I did not miss a day for six months 
I did some sort of physical activity on the treadmill. I even went to the beach in Greatington Beach, Florida, and I jogged every day five miles. Let me ask you this. That five miles, did it – Do you were you still doing the on and off between the running yes. and the jog? Okay, I, I, don't know if- my, I made myself a little track just so that I could perform it. Because, you know, you don't want to get so overworked that you stop working out. Right. Right. You oh know my, what I mean? So- Okay, hold on. You got Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You uh okay, hold on. So what you're saying almost to the bloody T is exactly what I do. It's so crazy. 60 minutes, the whole on and off. So the way that I learned about this whole on and off thing as stupid as it sounds is I did this whole fat loss competition at work, right? Yeah. And I went on I went on YouTube and I found like fat loss, you know, videos and ironically they were doing on and off, 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, right? But the whole theory of going on and off so that is like the basis of um, the gym um, orange theory. It's also the basis of like a lot of CrossFit routines. And really? The why, yeah. And the I reason didn't why know. I just oh. did what I I did what I thought because I used to get really sore during my workouts, and and, and I just that's what I did. I never read that. That's great. Thank you for telling me that. Oh no, dude! It has so many benefits. The fact that you just tripped and fell onto it or just happened upon it like by happenstance so it does everything from accelerate um fat burn um it also has what's called an epoch effect meaning that our bodies are trying to make up for oxygen compensation just a fancy word really? for saying you work out now and it's going to have a metabolic effect for up to three days um really? they did a yeah they did a case study on type 2 diabetics and it improved their insulin sensitivity by 25 percent um, for 72 hours. And then by that three day mark, it was back to, you know, wherever it was, but yeah, it's, it's funny. So that's, that probably plays a huge role as to why your numbers look the way they are is because that one exercise style alone has a, a just a number of cascading effects. Like, it's phenomenal. So good for you. Just well, the fact that you I even fell you onto this. that was, is it's awesome. Funny, I, Cause I don't want to take up a lot of your time, but I, what's funny is, is when I was on my trip to Kansas and I was just walking in my blind every day, yeah. I was eating healthy. I was do, you know, I was eating pretty much, you know, what I should be eating. But every day, my blood sugar would go up a little bit. Okay, like I would run in the seven. I run in the seventies at home, but I was like creeping like eighty, eighty four, eighty six, which are good numbers. I'm not disputing that. Right. But by the time I went home, I was 90. And I don't even think I run in the 100. I don't even know when the last time I was in 100 blood sugar, even after I ate. Wow. That's phenomenal. I mean, even after yeah, post-meal. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm, like I said, but what I was getting to, because you're talking about the exercise, is I, I during the holidays, I fluctuated about four or five pounds back okay. and forth. Sure. Right. And I'm guessing it was because, you know, we went out to somebody's house and I ate guacamole and they probably put a lot of salt in it or you know what I mean? Sure. And and so I fluctuated and my wife and I, you know, we, we as a family talk about weight loss every day. My Dude, wife that's will cool. say I gained two pounds and I'll say, you know what, I gained, you know, two pounds and we joke. 
you know, I'll say, hey, my, my sugar's running high today. She's like, what are you talking about? I'll say, oh, it's 80. She's like, oh, you're crazy. But, you know, we joke about it, but because we're we're living it, you know, we're trying to be it's You know, it's weird to some if you're not diet, you know, if you're not a diet, you don't know you're living this every day. You're fighting every day. And so when I got out of the holidays, I got back down to one hundred and sixty five pounds. So I have. I really think that it is cool. I see all these runners, mm-hmm. all right? You know, people that are running, doing 5Ks, 10Ks, all right? And uh, years ago, I did a five couple 5Ks when I lost 100 pounds. Yeah. But I got to have goals. And I was coming, I had hit my goal, and I was, all I was doing was the same old workout every day, Right. So I decided one day that I wanted to do a 5K. So I was going to start training for a 5K. Well, I don't know how to train for a 5K. So I was reading about the Boston Marathon. And I was reading and I watched a documentary on it and I really got intrigued. Like, how do these people run marathons? So I have a, I have a running shop that I buy my shoes at, you know, my workout shoes at. Mm -hmm. So I called there, I called there on a Saturday and I said, Hey, can I ask you some questions about competitive running? And this guy's like, yeah, no problem. I said, do you know a lot about competitive running? He says, yes, I'm a professional, I'm a professional athlete. I ran in college and I train people. Oh, perfect. Really? Really? Yeah. So I started talking to him and I told him my story and he said, do you mind if I devise a business plan of how I think you can qualify for the Boston Marathon in two years, in 2023? We're going to try every year, but you know, it's a two year plan. So I said, yeah, whatever, if you want to. So he said, why don't you come down and talk to me? So I came down and talked to him and, and I use Garmin and Apple Watch and I keep stats of my runs because, I mean, I'm running in the upwards of seven, seven miles a day. Mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been doing this for a month, two, three months. Awesome. And he looked at my stats and he's like, you know, I really think you can qualify. So for the last three weeks, I've been trying, I've been working to qualify for the Boston Marathon in 2021. And I'm, you know, I got to get down to seven, I don't know, seven 50 or 760 minute mile but i'm at 809 right now i don't think that's that's, i don't think that that's that out of the question but see now it gives me something you know it gives me now i'm training for something now the next thing comes you know you have to set goals that's what i'm getting at you have to set goals for yourself um, maybe just a quick reference for you. Um, actually, two of them. Have you tried looking into a whoop? No. What is a whoop? A I'm whoop? writing it down. Yeah, no problem. Um, so a whoop is a basically like a heart rate monitor. However, it's different in the fact that it takes like something ridiculous, like over like a hundred thousand samples of info a day. And it does everything from track your sleep and recuperation. It measures your heart rate variability. 
Um, so really? on certain days, yeah, certain days it's going to be like, you need to push harder. And then it, it recognizes how and where your nervous system, your CNS, your centralized nervous system, how it can be recuperating and sometimes being overworked. So it says on this day, go lighter. Um, really? yeah. And it just, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's, uh, you See, might want to give it a why, shot. That's why I love talking to people. I call everybody that's diabetic dias. Oh, for sure. You know, I look, I look up to you guys. Because you've done, you were doing it before me, and I don't know that much about. I just I read about keto. I I listen to what others are saying. I try. I try. I'm always willing to try something. Sure. You know, I'm always willing to. Somebody's got a really good recipe. I'll try it. I'll you know I might not like it, but I'll try it. Give it a shot. Yeah, absolutely. you know, yeah, and that's where I think I've that I've done well is that I'm, I set goals and I listen to others because other people have been there before me. I've never heard of a whoop. Oh yeah. I'm gonna, it, now I'm going to buy one. Oh Whatever yeah. It yeah is, you, I'm going to get it. Yeah. You definitely got to check it. It's, it's, it's really awesome. It, it, it does. It tracks everything from like, you know, how many calories total you've burned. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really, really cool. And then actually two more, one of them is a book called, um, the four hour body, uh, by Tim Ferriss. And uh, the reason why is there's a protocol in there for marathon training. So there's this gentleman by the name of Brian McKenzie, and he is known for taking um, people that are like usually like CrossFitters or, um, you know, even just not even CrossFitters, but prepping people for marathon um, you know, marathon uh, races and uh, like a record time. Like he's known for getting it done extremely really? quickly. Very, yeah, very. And what's funny is, is the fact that you run, you're doing the intervals, um, you know, like on and off as far as running and jogging and stuff like that. Um, it essentially entails a lot of that. So you actually start with very short bursts of like all out speed. And then next thing you know, you bridge that out to like, um, so you basically you do like four, I think it's like four one hundreds. And then after that you do like a couple four hundreds and then you do a couple of eight hundreds and then you rest and then you start tracking your times over time. And then essentially what you're doing in between is, um, so, um, Doing the on and off thing, what you'll usually find is that your aerobic capacity, it, it improves, right? And then what's also cool about that is that you can start to bridge that over to other types of exercise, right? Like other full body types of exercise, whether you're doing, you know, stuff like box jumps or something like that. However, what he does with this, like the secret sauce, if you will, is that inside of that sort of exercise when he bridges from like running to full body exercise, what's happening is, is you're conditioning the heart to now pump, you know, basically like almost do multiple, you know, multiple really? uh, muscle groups versus one muscle group. Wow. Right. So it's used to doing everything from just your legs. You're now transitioning your heart to efficiently supply everything from your shoulders, your arms, your back, your legs, your hips. And then that way, when you reconcentrate, your heart's efforts to just running your heart is like, dude, I'm used to, you know, pumping out way more blood. I'm just going back to the legs again. No problem. This is cake. And then that's a huge part of the reason why like people are getting really, really good results with his, you, uh, with his work. I, about the last two weeks, I've, um, at least three to four times a week, I've been running 60 minutes straight on the treadmill. That's awesome. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what, from where I came from in March, 
to where I'm at now, just to be able to run for 60 minutes on a treadmill is unbelievable. I, I cried. About oh, good for you, ago. man. That's I so cool. I could not believe that, that I would be able to run on a treadmill. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, I'm not, I'm doing it for me, but if if somebody gets some sort of uh, something out of this, just fight like hell. Yeah. You know, I mean, because that's that's what I did. I just, you know, I remember in the hospital, I said to my uh, diabetes doctor, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to beat this. And I know everybody in the room was like, he's full of crap. Dude, same way. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. Yeah. And good for you too, by the way, like that's what's weird is, is, uh, for a couple of the people that I've, I've talked to, it's that same switch that went off. The only thing that's probably different that we haven't covered yet is, um, James, is there anyone else in your family that's diabetic or have you seen anyone go through the, the challenges and unfortunately maybe have, have unfortunately yes. like, okay. I, well, after the fact, you know, cause most people don't tell you they have diabetes, um, I do not have any immediate family members that have diabetes. Okay. Um, I, but my wife's uncle had, had diabetes and he's actually, um, he's turned his life around, which is at, is absolutely unbelievable. And, uh, but when I first got out, you know, there's a couple people that I ran into that had like lost their toes I remember I was about 190 pounds and somebody asked me to somebody that that is related to me asked me to go talk to their son-in-law and he had was losing his toes and wow. I went and talked to him and um I I just can't believe that he got there but I know how he got there cuz I could have been there yeah. You know, I could have been there and, you know, I, I just, I, I could have been there if it wasn't for, I mean, the doctors that I had were absolutely unbelievable. And, um, you know, I'll give you a story real quick. Sure. Um, I, I've, I've never told anybody this, but I'll tell you this. Um, I, when I was in the hospital, I got a really bad bed sore okay. from, from sweating on my back. All right. And I'm not going to tell you where it was, but it was in my butt, in my butt crack. So, and it was bad. It was real bad. Like it was so bad that I had to go to a specialist when I got out of the hospital. Okay. And the guy, and I went to a specialist and he was treating me for it. And he sat down with me one day. This is at the early stages. And his name is Dr. Schneider. I told you I had a lot of support system and I really did. And this guy was treating me for, you know, for a um, something other than diabetes. And he sat there and he talked to me for 45 minutes about diabetes because he he um, you know, he's a wound doctor. So he he looks at people that have had amputations, who have diabetic ulcers, all this stuff. And he sat with me and talked to me about diabetes and he just so cared about what I was doing and, and what I needed to do that I walked out of there and I thought, this is how you, how you try to make it dormant. People take the time to, 
talk to you. But the problem is, is you got to be ready to do it like so you true. were. And he, but there was just, and then, you know, my insurance company, I call her my diabetic shrink. This woman from the insurance company calls me every three weeks. And one day, right before Christmas, she said to me, and this is so unbelievable. She said, you've touched me more than I've touched you. And I'm not diabetic. And I thought, and I, and I laughed because I'm like, no way. She's like, I just, I just, it's unbelievable. And I don't know what I did to her, but I, she helped me so much because, you know, you know it as well as I do, but there are some things that happen to you when you have diabetes and you're eating keto and you go to a baseball game and everybody's eating a hot dog and you know that you can't have it, but you want to go there because it's fun. You want to go with your kids and you want them to experience but you're fighting that battle and it hurts. And it in 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 you and if you're going through it, you only know it. So this woman would call me and go, I know what you're going through. I you just you have to fight the battle. You know, I would talk to her and say, you know, I'm only 180 pounds this month. I only lost 20 pounds last month. She's like, Do you understand what you're doing and what you know, she's like, I know you're, she goes, you are so more critical of yourself than others, but you got to stop and realize, you know, I used to tell my wife that I wasn't losing that much weight. And then she sent me a picture one day of me, like at Christmas, like two years ago. And I, I was flabbergasted. I couldn't believe it that I, that I lost it. And that's how I got diabetes. Yeah. You know, I, that's how I got it. It was, it's self-induced and I'm sure I can get it again. I'm sure of it. If I could get it once, I could get it again. Yeah. You know, know here's, so. let's, let's talk about that. Like how, cause, um, I think something that we totally have in common is that we're both foodies, right? You know, what's weird about that is that looking back, this really didn't dawn on me until one time our family, we went out for, um, for like uh for like father's day right and you know you get yeah. dressed all nice and you go to the you know the, the restaurant on the water or whatever or you know just somewhere yeah. nice and um you know they they serve you a really awesome meal it's typically you know like fish or steak with veggies and you get all dolled up or whatnot and then you go home and you're like you get like the advertisements and they still have like lobster tail and fish and steak and you're like, hey, I can make this stuff at home. And it was weird because for the longest time I looked at um, my love for food is like my detriment. And it didn't really click for me until one time I just looked down. I started seeing these same foods and I started just making it at the house. I'm like, hey, whatever. You know, they hey, they got a they got, you know, like ribeyes on deal or whatever. Yeah. Let's let's do this. Right. And the next thing you know, my kids were like. Dad, can you make that? It was like, what do you guys want? You guys want like, you know, Chipotle, Chinese food. And they're like, can you just make the steak again? You know what I mean? And then next thing you know, I was like, wait a minute here. Like, I know next thing you know, like me being a a foodie and I'm being like my superpower. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, I, uh, I'm not giving all these, you know, mic drops to people, but you know, I'm a big hunter. I'm I'm more of a white tailed deer hunter and I like to eat venison. Yes. And um, and so I watched this show called The Meat Eater on yeah. the Sportsman's Channel. It's this guy who hunts, but he always has a cooking show 
really like a cooking show at the end. Yeah, and he Vanilla? uses shallot. Yeah, Steve, name, Steve Vanilla. Yeah, Steve Vanilla. Steve Vanilla. Uh, I've never met him. I'm going to go. He's doing a show in, uh, in Michigan, and I'm going to go. Yeah. Um, but he cooks with red wine and shallots, everything that I – Everything that I love, right? Yeah. So I just started working myself back. And I watched the show and I started doing stuff. And uh, my daughter, my 14-year-old daughter one day, because um, my my wife does not eat venison. She eats like snack sticks, venison snack sticks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't eat like steaks and, and uh, you know, hamburger, venison. But she does not uh, – she does not tell the kids not to eat it or anything like that. Sure. And so my kids eat it and they know what they're eating. But my 14, 14 year old daughter who also hunts with me, I made a roast one time and I gave it to her and she goes, dad, that's not, that's, that's a roast. Like that's red meat. And I said, no, it isn't. It's venison. And it was the best compliment anybody's ever given me. That's awesome. And I thank I thank I thank Steve Ranella for that. I hope he hears <laughs> it. But um, uh, I, I I mean I just I'm like you. I try to do whatever I can to f- eat the fullest meal that I can, the healthiest. Yeah, you know sure. uh, that's that's what I try to do. And you know the best places to go, Whole Foods has like soy, no soy. They have like. They have stuff that tastes like soy that has no carbs. You know, uh, I just tonight uh, for dinner, we had a pork loin and Mm -hmm. I, you know, I souve. you know, I, I do whatever I have to do. I use duck fat Uh, and I learned all this from Whole Foods and Costco is really good too. Oh, absolutely. And another thing is water. Drink water. As much water as you possibly consume. I my doctor thinks that besides my exercise, w- water and my I eat a lot of spinach, mm-hmm. and I take four cinnamon pills a day. And yeah, and he really believes that that's the four reasons why I keep myself so low. You know, because they don't want to tell you keto. They don't want to tell you keto works, right? No. So he doesn't. He doesn't, you know, tell me I can't do it. He knows I'm on it. Well, let me ask but, you this. Do you track Do you track uh, ketones or no? No, I do not. I don't either. You know I just weird? don't. I don't. I just, I go for no carbs. I try. And this is me. Go I for try it. for less. I try for less than 15 carbs a day. And I even try for lower than that. Sure. You know, sure, I don't know sure, about sure. you. But that's yeah. what I try to do. Well, you know what? Um, and I, I kind of wanted to talk to you about it, too, with the whole cheating thing, because we're all human. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's funny because here's here's there are so many benefits that not only keto, but I just the I think the entire spectrum of low carb eating can give people. So there's another guy, if you haven't looked into his work, you might want to look into him. It's called Mark Sisson. Um, S-I-S-S-I-O-N. And um, what he talks about, he's a huge proponent of keto. However, he's extremely transparent and he goes, um, I also am a big believer in metabolic flexibility, right? So basically like long story short, it's kind of like saying, um, it's kind of like this. I might, our dog, 
um, fell asleep on my legs once, right? And she like crawled into our bed and fell asleep on my legs. And um, my lower back was hurting because of the way that she had, you know, um, had yeah. uh, slept on our legs. Well, my, my buddy, instead of stretching my back, had me lay on my back and then had me stretch the front side of like my lower hips. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I sleep on my belly. Like, why are you op- massaging the opposite side? You know, and the next thing you know, he had me doing these weird exercises and it was like a click. And he's like, there you go. There's a release. And like all this pressure came off. Right. I'm like, what the heck? And what's weird about that is that with food, you'll probably start to see the same thing. Okay, Like, here's what I mean. Right. Like, so in the very beginning, um, I was only about tracking carbohydrates Right now, obviously, it doesn't take a you know rocket scientist to figure out like you know there's a big difference between like a bowl of sugar and a bowl of Brussels sprouts, right? But yes. where it really kind of dawned on me is there was this, um, and I'm really I'm like I'll nerd out and I would really just kind of like pour a lot of like insecurities because for me I was always the fat kid, you know what I mean? So I always like poured my insecurities into something. So for me, it was always about like trying to know and understand something. So I found this one case study where they're like, hey, you know, coconut water has way more electrolytes and all this other stuff than like Gatorade. Um, and I'm like, awesome. So I go to Costco. It's funny that you brought that up. And so I go to Costco and I buy the small coconut waters and they only have 15 grams in them. Right. I'm like, dude, awesome. I'll just go zero carb all day. And then what I'll do is I'll have one of those right before I go to bed because I'll normally have a fasted workout in the morning. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I started testing my blood sugars. My blood sugars were high in the morning. Yeah. I was out of ketosis because yeah. obviously it's all sugar. Right. Yeah. And what essentially ended up happening is a little time after that, um, I made these um, these like keto style Brussels sprouts. Right. And yeah. I, I only had like eight grams left for the day and I stuffed my face and I bought a ketone meter about the Abbott uh, Precision Extra. But yeah. Like go- like an, like a goofball, I bought the wrong strips, right? So instead of buying ketone strips, I bought the blood strips. And because I was too lazy, I'm like, ah, what is it, like 50 bucks, whatever. I'm just too lazy to return it. I'll just yeah. use them. And then when I'm done, I'll just buy the regular ones. And then I tested my blood sugar. My blood sugar was still totally normal, right? Meaning that you'll probably see the same thing in that if you eat something like a chia seed pudding, um, you can probably go pretty far with the chia seed pudding. And the funny thing is, is um, when you have the cinnamon and you put it on top of the, the chia seed pudding. So I always have like cinnamon chocolate chia seed pudding. So yeah. it's like cinnamon inside and cinnamon on top. Yeah. Um, you'd probably be pretty stunned to see how far you might be able to go and still keep um, like sub 100 numbers. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. and I'm sometimes even that. have fluctuations. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really weird game. I think what's weird now is like, um, this is kind of weird, but I think now in my journey with diabetes, um, you remember back in like the nineties, how like everyone would be like, Oh, what would happen if you put like a karate guy versus like a Kung Fu guy or, you know what I mean? Like this <laughs> martial arts is the best, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then like, next thing you know, like there's this next thing, you know, like, you know, the UFC came out, like there's mixed martial arts and all of that went away because some guy came out of nowhere and just started choking everybody. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, The funny thing about that is that what we ended up learning, um, you know, just in maybe sports in general is that like, instead of saying all or nothing, it's kind of like saying that all these different things have something that they can all play 
forward, right? That they can all contribute forward. You know what I mean? Um, to an overall plan. Like, for example, like for me, I started raw vegan. I'm definitely not raw vegan today. However, you know, like why, why raw? Okay. Like the whole reason behind it is, well, we just don't want to burn and, you know, uh, whenever we take certain foods over a certain temperature threshold, it can kill the natural enzymes. And we just want to eat things that are rich as possible. It's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And we see, ironically, we see that same exact thing in the zero carb space when we have people eating, you know, like the raw tartare and they have like the yolk, right? The egg yolk right on top of it, right? Like it's like, why yeah. not cook? Why not cook the egg yolk? Well, no, we will not only does it taste delicious, but they want the vitamin pack inside that yolk as rich and as unadulterated as possible. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, yep. And then, you know, things like, you know, um, um, paleo, just getting away from things that are, you know, GMO'd, processed. And when we look at it kind of like that, I'm now kind of in a place where it's kind of weird where I celebrate all the tenets of keto. So I eat, you know, I eat proteins, I eat healthy fat. I understand that numbers in or numbers out. Um, however, yeah. I'm in the same place that you are in that I don't track ketones whatsoever. Um, I haven't tried to track ketones for probably close to two years now. And um, I'm finding that I can go pretty far in the threshold with carbohydrates and not be all that far off. Um, it's yeah, really yeah, I weird. Mean, yeah, I mean, the, my big, the only real cheat, I guess, is I love hibachi. Mm, mm -hmm. So, you know, I usually, I don't go that much, but if the kids want to go, I'll go. And I might have a little bit of rice. Sure. And, and I find that if I take half my rice and give the, my, the other half to my daughter and I, I eat a little bit of rice and have extra veggies and have my scallops and I usually get an extra order of shrimp. Sure. I'm usually at, you know, 90, 95, I Dude, guess. Dude, that's phenomenal. Get the hell out, James. Yep. <laughs> what I'm telling you, though, is this. You know, what I'm telling you is, and you're, you're 500 times correct, because what you were getting at was everybody's body is really different. So you have to know your body and what you can eat. Yeah. You know, just like uh, we had a birthday party for my dad, and everybody was sitting around eating uh, dips, right? And I, I was getting a little bit of hunger. I normally do not snack. That is something that I'm big on. If I have a party at the house, you'll never see me snack. I won't grab shrimp and have shrimp, but I will have shrimp with my dinner. Right. You know, I'll weigh it out and I'll have my shrimp. But they were eating, uh, uh, I, I have a weakness. I like, um, what is it? Spinach dip. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'm not going to eat any chips. So I had some venison, uh, I had some venison snack sticks. So I cut them in half and I cut like five and I put them on a plate and I put a little bit and I had it, you know, was it, was it the best for you? No, probably not. Cause I knew I wasn't going to eat the chips. There's no way that I'm going to eat chips. That's one thing I have not done. I have not eaten any fried food. Wow. I have not eaten any fried food. I have had pizza. Um, I even make pizza a lot of times for my, my kids. Yeah. And I don't eat it. But I have had pizza. I went out with a customer and I've had a beer and I've 
you know, Michelob Ultra. Sure. And and I've I've had uh, very rare, but I've had pizza. You know, I mean, those are be the two cheats, I guess. You know, the cheats that I would have to say that I've done. But I'm kind of like you. I kind of know my body. I try to eat the same things normally. That's why I'm big on eating, you know, breakfast and dinner. Yeah. You know, like, you know, tonight, um, you know, I, I, I buy those. Uh, I don't know about you, but at Costco, they sell those uh, zucchini. Uh, it looks like spaghetti noodles, but they're yeah. frozen. I eat those all the time. Right on. I love them. So, yeah, I just try to do whatever so that I don't cheat. You know? That's cool. No, that's way cool. Yeah. That's way cool. And then um, as far as like getting back on the horse, because that's obviously something that we've all we all deal with, right? We're all human. Um, how do you make getting back on the horse as easy as possible? I just go right at it. I don't I don't uh, I don't get down on myself too much. If I if I do something that I know that I shouldn't have ate, uh, you know, like I, I'll have an occasional Caesar salad or something. And I know it has croutons in it. I'll get back on the wagon. And, you know, I get back on the wagon. I don't sure. look down on it. Everybody does it. There's no way that you cannot. I see on Facebook, uh, you know, and Facebook has really good. It's really good, but it also can be really bad, too, especially if you if you're starting out and you're not and you're not sure of yourself like you and I seem very sure of ourselves of what we're doing. Some people aren't. They're asking legitimate questions because they need help. Yeah. And you'll get you'll get the Facebook warrior, the guy that oh, the guy, that, you know, the guy. Yeah. Oh, what happens if I cheat and I have a beer? Well, you're not supposed to cheat. What are you talking about? Be yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. Oh, my I mean, gosh. We're so not, true. I mean, come on. You yeah. know that guy behind the keyboards cheated way more times than the person asking the question. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> right? Absolutely, so, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, so I just get back on the wagon. I don't really get down on myself too much. Like I told you before, I've had some instances, maybe five or six, where I was in a situation where everybody was eating and I couldn't have what they were having, you know, yeah. but I've gotten better the other day after my daughter's gymnastics, my kids were like, we want to go to five guys. And I sat there and I watched them eat hamburgers and fries. And when I got home, I made myself a uh, turkey sandwich with lettuce. You don't want and, a protein burger? You know, I didn't. I didn't. Cause huh. I, I don't know what's in there. I, you know what? I didn't know they had protein burgers there, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love talking to guys like you. <laughs> um, no, I didn't know that. I didn't know. I just saw the burger was really high in Cal's. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I really want to. You know, yeah. there's thing, you know the, here's the thing with me. I love red meat. Me I too. love ribeye steaks. Yep. And I'll give you – I'll. I'm going to give you a uh, – what happened to me? I'll tell you a quick story. Sure. I'm a huge barbecue nut. Okay. I, I have a big green egg. I'm an egger. I used to be a huge smoker of meat. I still am. Okay. And uh, so I told my wife that if I lose 100 pounds, I want to go to Austin, Texas, and I want to go on a barbecue tour. Yes. So I lost 100 pounds. 
So I went on a barbecue tour. I was number one in line at Franklin's Barbecue. Yes. Met, met Franklin, got the sign right. And But here's the funny part. This huh. is why God puts you in situations. I'm not highly religious, but I've, but I've, this year I've stopped and smelled the roses. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know what I'm meaning by that, but I just, I yep. look at things different. Yeah. And I went on this barbecue tour and I was at Franklin's barbecue. My wife and I were just going to go to a couple barbecue places. We don't know that much about the barbecue scene in Austin, Texas. So we went there. I wanted to be number one. You know me with goals, right? Now you can, you kind of know. And so I got up at midnight and went and sat at Franklin's barbecue and was the number one guy in line. I could have whatever I wanted. I, I could have whatever I wanted in line. And my wife said to me, if you want to cheat, this is your day. You did this, and I didn't cheat. But wow, dude! I ate I'm not going to lie; I would went sideways. <laughs> I went barbecue. I ate barbecue, and you know, I tasted a little bit of the potato salad, but I, I didn't. You know, I just I had barbecue. For well, sure. I met three. I met three guys in line. Um, I met three guys in line. One is from Utah. Another guy is from by Dallas, and another guy was from uh, Tennessee. And uh, started talking to them, talking to them about my journey, learning about them. They, we have a love for barbecue. Well, these two, these guys, and I have become really good friends. We, I send them pictures of what I cook, and mostly what I cook is healthy stuff. Yeah, you know, I made, I make a brisket, but I'll try to do it healthy. They're big on doing it the way they're doing it. But one of the guys said to me the other day, he goes. I just hired a trainer and I'm trying to lose weight. You have really, if you could eat barbecue and lose that much weight, then it can be done. And so we have planned a Mecca to go back to Austin May in May, the first week in May. And we are going to go on a barbecue tour again, just us guys. And we're going to go do it. And we're going to try to make it a yearly thing. And, you know, just from my story and making goals, I've run into all these people and I wouldn't have, that wouldn't have happened a year or two ago because I was more self-indulged about myself and what restaurant I was going to go to that day. Now I talk to people. I, I'm, I care about, you know, I care about you. I want to know your story. I, you know, because when you go through a traumatic experience like I have, yeah, you know, you're at the lowest of lows. You're in the depth of you're. I was at rock bottom, and so I don't care what type of life I live. When at the end of the, at the end of your time in this world, everybody's going to be poor, and just hopefully you made you have friends by your side. And that's what I've kind of looked and taken from all this is I want to know your story. I don't care about my story, but maybe I'll learn. Like I've learned so much whoop and four hour body and you talking about, you know, marathons. We have a lot in common that I didn't know about for sure before. And I've learned a lot. You know, I learned a lot from you. You've done it before me. I, I didn't. I'm not knowledgeable like you. I just did what I thought was right for me. You know, I failed. You know, there was times. Well, that's the I, beautiful part about it. Like you yeah. did it. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's that's the priceless part. I think it's weird because sometimes when we have discussions like this, 
um, I try to make it a point where I almost take all of my own personal experience and I try to throw it out the window. You know what I mean? Just so I can embrace what what someone else is sharing. And I I say that because sometimes I'll have discussions and um, certain people are extremely knowledgeable, which is totally cool. Nothing wrong with that. But what I absolutely love about your story is you're just like, I just, here's what I just, I just did it. You know what I mean? Like I just did what I thought was right. And you just kept going and you kept plugging and um, it was literally almost, I wouldn't even say just out of necessity, but it was, you were just doing it. And it just more like, it almost came across like happenstance, at least the way that you were sharing it and to see just how powerful it is and just how far you've come just goes to show, you know, you don't have to like understand every single nuance to get life changing results. I mean, you you've lost way more weight than me. Um, you've got a phenomenal story. Um, I mean, dude, it, I, you know, you can't help but want to like celebrate it. Right. I mean, yeah. So I just, I hope more than anything, uh, you know, for, for everybody listening to this, like both sides of the scale, you can literally go from one side of the spectrum to the other and, no matter where you're at or no matter where you land inside of that scale, you can do phenomenally well. You know, you just got to take that step. You know, it, be positive. Always be positive. Never, you know, I, I get it now. Um, we were just talking about this the other day, my wife and I, everybody's telling me now that I'm too skinny, right? Mm-hmm. Cause they don't see me that much. And then all of a sudden they see me and they're like, Holy cow. And I used to take offense to it because I'm like, you know, I'm fighting a battle here. You know, I'm 164 pounds for a 5'9 male. That's just under the overweight if you're looking at a BMI scale, right? Right. So, you know, I'm fighting a battle and you're telling me I'm too skinny. You know what? Do what you do, what makes you happy and what is healthy for you. If healthy is 160, or healthy is 170, but make goals that are achievable. You know, say I'm going to lose 50 pounds and then hit it, and then say you're going to lose another 50. Don't just go, I'm going to lose 150 pounds, because you. how do you get there? Right. You know, how, you know, how do you, how, you got to make achievable goals. I've never talked about this to anybody. It's some of the things I've told you I've never talked about. And the reason being is, is because... I get it all the time. People laugh at me. When I, but see, I'm, I'm really sure about myself and what I'm doing currently. And I told some pretty good friends of mine that I was thinking about running the Boston Marathon or qualifying. And they laughed at me. And I thought to myself, you're 300 pounds. There's nothing wrong with it. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to do what's right for me. And all I'm saying to people is, and, you know, because you asked me, like, is there advice I could give to somebody? Always be positive. Always. And be sure about yourself. Don't let the Facebook warriors, the people that are jealous, because there's a lot of people are jealous. People, people ask me all the time, how do I eat like a diabetic? You don't want to eat like a diabetic. Yeah, you why don't, don't want to eat why, why don't you just change your lifestyle? Oh it's easy to change if you want to change. You know, yeah. it is. You can yeah. eat a ribeye steak. You you look at us. We just talked about all the fish we eat. I eat. I eat. Uh, I don't eat sushi anymore, but I'll mm-hmm. eat sashimi. 
Dude, you I know, will get I, down on some sushi. Yes. yes, I, yes. I love it. I love it. You just have to, you know, I talk to people. My doctor asked me to talk to a few people about diabetes um, when I had lost about 120 pounds. And everybody I talked to was like, I can't give up eating pasta. I can't give up eating this. And, and I just said to somebody one time, I said, but you just told me about your grandkids. And they're like, yeah, I did. And I said, but are they, are they worth food? And she's like, what do you mean? And I said, they would be devastated if you died. So why don't you just want to live? I mean, we all are going to die. I might die tomorrow, but at least I'm fighting. You're not fighting. You're letting pasta win. Don't do it. Yeah. Eat, eat steak. Yeah, it's See? funny that you say that when you say the whole lifestyle change is easy. Like that's exactly where I've um so I'm actually looking at having another gentleman on and he literally said the same thing. He just goes, instead of focusing on like what I couldn't have, I just focused on what I could have that I love and I just ate a lot of that. You know what yes. I mean? And so yeah, you're like, dude, like I mean, you know, I guarantee you it's not a lot of hard work to eat barbecue. I guarantee Two, yeah, it, you it's I not agree. a lot of hard work no. to eat like a ribeye. You know what I'm saying? Like you Two don't have to weeks twist my ago, Two weeks ago, I went out to a restaurant. It was around Christmas. I went out with a bunch of customers, and I had worked really hard for the last two weeks, and I ate a lot of fish, sashimi, stuff like that. And I ordered a 16-ounce ribeye, yeah. and they looked at me like, I said, well, I'm going to have uh, I'm gonna have vegetables. And the guy's like, I can't believe you eat like that. I go, well, I ran seven and a half miles before I came here. And you know what? I earned this. Yeah. And you know what? This 16-ounce steak is nothing. But if you ate potatoes and you ate uh, all-you-could-eat fried walleye, that would be bad. <laughs> but, uh, the, but, you know, I mean – Eat what you can eat and, yeah. you know, eat in moderation. But you know what? Celebrate the wins. Celebrate and, the wins. Yeah, you got to, man. And you celebrate it with a good ribeye. <laughs> yeah. You know, they even sell wine for diabetics now. You know that? Yeah. They yeah. sell, Dry they farm sell wines. Uh, yeah, Vit, uh, what is it? Fit Vine. It has like two carbs for a nine ounce glass of wine. Oh, really? Yeah, celebrate it. Right on. What's two, what's two carbs? Not, not a damn thing. Yeah, exactly. No. That's what I'm saying. But I don't want to keep talking to you off. But, you know, I'm just being honest with you. Be no, positive. No, I appreciate that. No, I appreciate it, brother. Well, here, let me ask you this, right? So um, I'm going to play good cop, bad cop, okay? So what are you going to say? Because obviously we're in the same group. And you're right. Where, And it's hard because sometimes I, I can see – it's kind of like this, right? We don't want to say any names or anything because at the end of the day, we all have the same thing. And I really want to like lift everyone up and we really want to stay positive more than anything. However, it's hard when we see someone say something along the lines of there's no such thing as an essential carbohydrate, which is 100% true. We all know that. You know what I mean? Like we're all in the same group together. However, what it doesn't speak to, which is what you totally alluded to earlier, which is what about all the other people that are suffering that like maybe they're tired of eating the same thing or maybe you know what i mean like maybe they're what worked in the beginning isn't working now and maybe they need some like they just like that doctor was for you they just need somebody to hear them out you know what i mean well, and yeah you, you need somebody beating their chest it's yes so hard you know exactly what I mean? 
It, you know what? It, you're right. I it, Instead, everybody, like we talked about earlier, everybody has to eat. I always hear eat to your meter. Mm-hmm. And I always laugh because you got to eat. Your, everybody's body's different. You might eat the same as me and your blood sugar will be 96. But I might eat the same as what you eat one day and I might be 126. Right. So we're all different. We all got to, you know, don't beat your chest. Lift people up. You know, if somebody's struggling, help them. Because this disease is horrible. It is horrible. I don't like running on the treadmill. But I'll tell you what, if I could run, if I got to run 60 minutes a day to live and see my kids have fun, then damn right I'll do it. No questions asked. And I'll lift people up because that's where I've come from. The, I, I just love to smell the roses. Um, you know, you, you brought something up that I just thought about. And I'm not oh. tooting my horn. But I stay in a lot of hotels, all right? <laughs> so I stay in this hotel in Grand Rapids, Michigan all the time. And the, I used to – I ate at the restaurant every day or when I was there, three pieces of bacon – Egg white omelet, dry, uh, extra spinach, extra mushrooms, tomatoes, and onions. So this went on for a you know few months, and this I was talking to this waitress every time I came, and she was telling me that she was a full blown diabetic. Wow! And and she was she was talking to me about, and I just kind of gave her some tips, stuff what I was doing. And one day I came in there about two months ago and she says, she goes, I've lost 20 pounds since I've talked to you. And I said, that is just absolutely fantastic. She goes, and every, everybody does this and I hate it. Everybody does the, I only lost 20 pounds, but you've lost a hundred. No, you're fighting your own battle. Yeah, exactly. You know, don't fight my battle. You lost 20 pounds. That is fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. And she looked at me and said, I, I might be able to get a uh, surgery done. On, I might be able to get a lap band surgery done now because I lost 20. Now, I'm not a proponent of that at all because right. I, lo- you know, I, I lost the weight. But some people can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ruin your party. Okay. Right. right. But she goes. I'm gonna be able to get that now because I lost 20 pounds and it was because of you. And I looked at her and I said, you know what? I really appreciate you saying that. But you did. I didn't she do did anything. She did it. Right. Right. But, but I. But everybody can lift everybody up, and that's absolutely man. And I'm not telling you that story because I'm like great because I'm not because sometimes I get low on myself too. I'm sure you do. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, I was at I was, like I said I went to a baseball game with my kids, and everybody was eating hot dogs and peanuts, and I went and I was really upset that I couldn't do it. I couldn't eat what everybody else was eating. But then you know what I thought to myself? Well, for 41 years, you ate everything in the world known to man. And now you're going to have to go the next 41 years and eat the way you're supposed to. And I kind of got myself out of it. 
You know, wow, that's very, an awesome way to look at it. I've I'm never very considered it that way. I'm very tough on myself. You know, I'm very tough. I hate it when people are bullies. You're going to find that if you see me on Facebook, I hate it. I, I, I really look out for the little guy. I hate bullies. People, we're all diabetics. If you're on a Facebook page for diabetics then or keto, then you're fighting a battle just like I'm fighting. Even if you're not diabetic, you're still fighting because keto is hard. I don't care if you're diabetic or you're not. If you want to live, you know how many people that I know of that has failed on keto? Yeah, it's a lot because they don't stick to it. Well, that's that's a huge part of the reason why I'm trying to um, maybe just share some other resources because, you know, there's when we look at all the different like there's this even if we ignore the entire Internet, even if we ignored whatever and we just looked at like the book section on Amazon, right? Like there's there's a lot of references out there for us, right? There's like you know, yes. there's pescatarian, there's Mediterranean, there's paleo predicates. Yep. There's yep. Whole30, there's Dr. Diadamo's, you know, blood type diet, Dr. Bernstein's diabetes solution, uh, Dr. Mark Hyman's blood sugars. Yeah, there's so many different ways to do it. And, um, you know, now I think that I think that also not only is everybody's body type kind of different and what their body will take different, obviously, I think that for a lot of type 2 diabetics, I think there's a bigger... Um, a bigger challenge at hand, which is like, you know, for example, um, just like we talked about earlier, like what if somebody gets burned out? Like we can't turn our back on that person. No, you know what I mean? And so it's like, man, like how do we give that person another more resources? How do we give them, you know, more chances and stuff like that? So I think it's, I don't know, man, it, it, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. What's weird was here's, what's weird about that too. Um, you totally called it out too about the whole person that beats their chest and they're probably yeah. the one cheating more than anyone else. It is. It totally I'm is you. because man, like the people that have crossed over. So you are one, I had an, um, a couple other folks on and, uh, even like my, my buddy Jennifer, who's also on the keto side. Sure. Like to me for, so for me personally, I'm not even. I haven't even tried to be keto for two years, like at least two years. I'm really just more like well-rounded, like low carb. And I just kind of like live in that world, if you will. Yeah, me too. Um, and it's funny because one thing that we all kind of have in common is like, once you kind of cross over, there's no more. I mean, we might've because maybe failing diet after diet for a long time. At least I know that was for me, or at least that kind of is what yeah. part of what helped me get to the dance. You know what I mean? But then once you kind of cross over, you're like, hey, man, like that beating my chest thing isn't going to do anything anymore. And not only that, like, what about everybody else? You know, like I need to help somebody else. Like I'm kind of on the other side of the fence already. How do I bring someone else over? You know what I mean? You you know what I what I everybody that I talk about that that, uh, you know, because my dad's on Weight Watchers. So, you know, I get you know, I get the, he does the points, right. Sure, sure. And, um, and, and that works for him and God bless him. Cause you know, I just love to, you know, I love that he's losing weight. And, but for me, every time I talk to somebody that doesn't do low carbs, I'm telling you, I am not a doctor. I have, you know, a lot more about this stuff than I do, but I'm telling you by cutting out carbs, you will lose weight. 
and exercising. It oh, is a, yeah. it, a guarantee. There, I don't have to. I don't have to be a doctor to tell you. But everybody goes, well, all you guys do is eat bacon and and your cholesterol's higher. That's not true. My cholesterol is over 270. And my cholesterol at my last physical three weeks ago, I was at 142. And my and my bad cholesterol was was uh, five times lower than what it was in the hospital. So it's not true. Right. You know, I mean, you by just by just doing, you know, by just eating low carbs, like you and I seem like we're dieting or the, our way of life is similar because, you know, we're living fast paced lives and, you know, you're eating at a restaurant, you're a foodie like I am. So you're just trying to get low carb. Right. But everybody I talk to is like, oh, you eat a ton of bacon and you do this. No, I don't. I don't eat bacon. No, I don't. I haven't had bacon yeah. in a while. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, I, I do occasionally eat it if I'm at a hotel and I'll have an egg white omelet off two pieces of bacon. Me too. But, yeah. but, I mean, we don't do that. I eat a lot of green veggies. My doctor says one of the main re- one of the main reasons that he thinks I've lost a lot of weight too is because I'm not a picky eater. I eat a lot of seafood. I won't shy away from things that are weird. You know, I'll yeah. eat octopus if I can eat more of it than I can eat carbs. I mean, yeah. I'll do whatever. I don't care. And let me ask you this, uh, just so people can see just how flexible and how easy it is. Let me ask you this, and I think I might know the answer. Are you supplementing fats to hit macros? Oh, yeah. Oh, you are? No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm not. I'm not either. No. Yeah, exactly. No, it's sorry. super easy, right? Like very yeah. uncomplicated, right? Super no, easy. Very you're simple. You're right. I don't get into all that. No, me I, either. I, I focus used to, on but not carbs. Anymore. Yeah, I focus on carbs on the lowest amount of carbs I possibly can. And I'm always looking at carbs. I'm always looking at them. You know, in, in another thing, and I was just talking to this is so funny you brought this up. I'm sorry I messed up earlier with uh, I thought you were going to say something different and I was ready for the answer. I should have stopped and thought. But so no, I was talking to my no. dad the other day about um, about the way of eating and everything. And he, he asked me, he's like, well, when you, cause I guess a lot of people on Weight Watchers, every time you work out, you get more points sure, and you get to bank those. And if you want to eat like a cheat meal every week and you banked them, well, to me, that's dumb because I don't eat I allot myself a certain amount of calories a day in carbs, and that's where I eat to. And I don't, I don't go. Okay, well, I ran seven miles so I could have a double steak. Like I remember when uh, when I first got diagnosed, my buddy who's diabetic said, and not very good diabetic either, by the way. He said, you know, you can eat as much red as meat as you want at a serving. I go, well, that doesn't seem right. What are you talking about? He's like, you could have 30 ounces of uh, red meat. You'd be fine. I go, no, you can't. you got to eat within a certain calories. You want to lose weight. you got to beat this thing. But he didn't understand that. He's on insulin, and he just did not understand that. He just thought that if I, if I eat to what the doctors told me, you know, I got into a, I don't mean to keep moving, but no, I got into no an argument with my doctor one time. Because I really read a lot like you do. And he said something to me 
like he, they said, I want your sugars to be 95 to 105 every day fasting. And I want, and I, during feed, feeding time, I almost said feed time, feeding time, I want you to be between 120 and 130. And I said, well, I'm right now, I'm, I'm 70 to 85. What's the big deal? And during feeding time, I'm 90 to 95. Well, I want you to be higher. And I was man enough to say to him, I said, do you want me to be diabetic? Because if I eat more carbs, then I'm going to gain more weight. What he was telling me was to eat more carbs, to have my blood sugar read between a certain amount. Mm-hmm. Well, that as long as it's under, as long as it's over seventy, you know, between if it's over seventy-two, I'm happy. I don't feel any different. But what do you want me to be diabetic? He wanted me to eat carbs, and it really made me mad because I just did not. I did not think that that was right for him to say. It was like I asked him. I said, "Do you want me to be diabetic?" And he's like, "No, no, 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 I don't." But that's kind of what he was saying. You know, yeah. well, I guess I get. I don't know. Here's here's the weird part. And I was actually going to ask you about how your your feelings on the certain numbers because um, so Doctor Bernstein, I think he's maybe like eighty. I think he's turning eighty three or eighty four this year, and he's a type one. You know, yeah. Um, in fact, like um, he's actually the reason why people actually have testers. So it's a really weird story where he he actually spent an arm and a leg to buy the same sort of like blood tester that they used to use for, I think it was like alcoholics or something like that. Um, really? Yeah. To like, and he bought one for his house and they're like, what are you doing? Like, this is only supposed, like, I think this was maybe like in the sixties or the seventies. And like, this is only the things that we're supposed to have in like an ER. And I guess his do- his, uh, his wife um, was a doctor and I guess she somehow was able to get a hold of one. Um, but I think he was the catalyst as to why we're able to check. And I think from what he was saying was, which is what the old guidelines were. And I might be wrong. Somebody please let me know if I'm wrong. I have no problem being wrong. Um, um, where I think it's like in the fives. So one, th- I think it's like one thirty thirty three or like one thirty nine and under. He's like, if that's, those are your post meal and you can land in there and then you get under, you know, somewhere under that, that's fine. Um, is what he was saying. He goes, however, when you get into the sixes and that is like your average, even though the new guidelines are saying you can go to like a six, five, um, and that's okay. He's saying, no, dude, if you're hitting like a six, three average, a six, two average, you know, he goes, here's what's going to happen. And unfortunately he spelled it <laughs> yeah. out. And, well, uh, well, I agree. I, I, I agree with him. Uh, you know what I hit for when I hit, when I hit four nine, uh, two way ones ago, uh, my doctor said, "You know, we really need to talk about this because I think you're going too low." I said, four nines low? What are you talking about?" And so now we kind of have an understanding. You know, my average is around eighty nine to ninety. That's what my A one C is. So awesome. you know, I, I'm like four point six. But I mean, it may tick up. I mean, who knows? I mean, you never know. I'm, you know, you're fighting the battle every month. You know, I just I'm trying to become a human. And I real quick say that. for for anybody listening, 
please do not feel bad if your numbers are yes. higher or whatever. I'll be I'll be absolutely honest and transparent in the fact that there was a time where and the reason why I asked this is just because I'm trying to get an overall, even just a personal consensus of what I'm saying. I'm not a doctor. I don't practice medicine. I don't even practice the guitar. Okay. But what I'm saying is, is I think that at one time I was also in the same place. And then now I'm actually like letting it roam and range just to see like what my tolerances are. And then I'm going to probably, you know, cycle around and maybe like drive it back down again. But yeah, I think, um, now are your averages man. around mine or are they Yeah. Well now it's now it's up. Now it's up. So normally I I'm normally in the eighties. Um That's so, great. Yeah, so I'm I, I have like you know Don's effect or whatever. Um so I'm normally my morning numbers are usually in the eighties. Sometimes I'll be in the seventies and then nineties. Um however, um especially like right now, so like right now I'm redoing this whole twenty one day, you know, blood sugar challenge thing where I'm literally sharing with people like with with just some very simple tenants that you can literally go from like one extreme to the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and still completely control your blood sugar. So, for example, this morning I had a um, I went vegan, completely vegan, and I had a big bowl of chia seed pudding, um, which normally chia seed pudding one, I, it's a it was a lot. Um, and then two, <sighs> it was really thick. Thick, so I made my chia seed pudding almost where it's like thick, like ice cream, because I can't have ice cream. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but total, if we were to only look at, and this actually kind of boils back to the difference between, like, you know, like everybody knows the big difference between like sugar and like a bowl of Brussels sprouts, right? So, if we look at how many total grams of carbohydrate I had in that one bowl. Um, to be totally honest, because they were chia seeds and the seeds won't break down, it's almost like solid fiber. I was probably somewhere around about a hundred grams of carbohydrate and my blood sugar was maybe at like a one eleven. You know what I mean? Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, I think that I just think that, um, you know, when we just get to an understanding of like some, just some super simple basics and then understanding that our bodies can work a little bit different. And then once we actually look at that, I mean, here's, here's a really easy, uncomplicated way. I now am thinking of, this is just an idea that I share with people now, or I'm starting to share with people now is, um, I used to go crazy and track macros. And then after tracking macros, I would do everything from like peeing on a stick to testing, uh, they're trying to testing for ketones, even though I'd never bought the right strips. Um, <laughs> however, what you said earlier was kind of perfect to where I actually went out for a luncheon meeting with a buddy of mine and we were like looking around and he's like, I don't know what you can eat. And I'm just like, uh, I'm like, Hey, how about we just get, you know, some wings and some, you know, and a salad, you know what I mean? And, uh, he's like, all right. So I, um, in the middle of it, I whip out my phone and I start taking a picture of what I'm eating and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just data logging my food. And he's like, he's like, really? I'm like, yeah. And then next thing you know, like when he didn't know, but I was, I ended up testing myself. And I think ultimately what you were saying and knowing that your body's a little bit different and things are going to be different. I think that's probably one of the easiest and most uncomplicated ways of seeing what's working. Like you just, you go out and you try something, whether it's something that, you know, James had brought up something I brought up something, if you're doing, you know, weight watchers, paleo, keto, whatever it is, just take a picture and then test yourself. And then that way, if the numbers aren't what you like, you can be like, Oh, Hey, here's what I had on my plate. And you can either break down what you had on that plate 
or you know maybe you try something different but however you know one way or another you can get a really fast assimilation because i think what i'm also learning from other people doing different things is at the end of the day what you said is kind of right on the button where they're just kind of eating more towards their meter and then so if they can just get a, a good idea of what their general scope is and what their number is around those foods um you'll probably find yourself making a lot more headway with a lot less complication because the cool thing you'll find with james and i is that we're not doing anything complicated you know what i mean um and it may have been a hard road for us to get here with a lot of hard work which it absolutely is um however you know with what he was saying which is kind of like you know eat to your meter or even just taking pictures of your food and looking yep. at your numbers Whew, I'll tell you right now, you could probably shortcut a lot of different things because it's funny um, when we brought up bacon earlier. Um, so I, I spent some time doing zero carb and um, I went in and my blood sugar was high. Not only was my blood sugar high, my uh, my inflammation markers were all over the place and I didn't understand why. And it wasn't until I actually found a, a blog post by, you know, someone else that's in the zero carb community saying, hey, look, um, there's a lot of people out there that have bad, uh, you know, bad instances with, with fresh pork. Just to find out I was one of those people, you know. Um, but, yeah, what you said is 100 percent correct. And you know what? Here, I think on that we'll probably wrap up. But what I really want to do first and foremost, James, is number one, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being the fact that you're fighting for the underdog. Okay, because that is what this is really all about, right? And inside of that, let me ask, I'm going to throw you a curveball. We're going to play a good cop, bad cop. Okay, I'm going to throw you a jacked up curveball right now. And here goes. You ready? Okay. Okay. What if I'm a type 2 diabetic and I hear your story and I'm like, you know what? This guy is goal oriented. This guy is sure of himself. And I'm not. I'm not that. Pr- I'm, not sh- I'm not goal oriented. I'm not sure of myself. And I'm 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 struggling, and I'm really desperate inside. What would be the number one? What would be the first thing that you would tell that person heart to heart? And then number two, when it comes to maybe taking a direction in the next meal that they have, or just in an idea to playing with food, what would be the first thing that you would start? I I would just tell them if I had to give them advice, just start small. Then, if you're not goal oriented, then just start small. I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat an egg white omelet with veggies in it. And I'm going to have a steak for dinner or in a salad for lunch, whatever. Start small, then start realizing what's out there and what you, you know, but always be positive. Yes. Always don't be, find support systems. Like I re- I'm reading about uh, marathon running right now. Everybody's got marathon buddies, find yeah. diet buddies, people that you can lean on, you know, people that you could say, Hey, I'm really struggling. What do you do? You know, I have a buddy that's a type type one diabetic. And he told me, he, he told me when I first got diagnosed, he goes, if you cheat, just get back on. Everybody's going to do it. And that's what that's I say so to cool. you. If that's you so cool. just start the next meal, if you cheat, start the next meal, your blood sugar will go down. 
I mean, I, you know, I used to be deathly afraid of my blood sugar. Deathly. Same like, I would, I would watch that meter, you know, uh, when I first, you know, because I was 1,400. So when I got it down into the twos, man, you know, when I got it down into the ones, I wanted it there every day. Well, you know, at first, it's not going to do that. It's going to fluctuate. It's going to fluctuate, yeah. Exactly. Just be positive. If you don't have the willpower, keep just keep doing it. If you cheat one day, get back on. You cheat the next, get back on. Just keep fighting. That's what I would do. Keep fighting. Always fight the battle. You'll win. You'll win because you'll get tired of losing. Yes. You will. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's all of us. That, brother, right? that was my, that's my, uh, that's my uh, Facebook warrior there, you know? So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, cool, man. Well, hey, real quick, we're going to wrap this up. But before we do, I'm going to throw you a lightning round. This is like, this is just good old fashioned word association. I'm going to throw you a fastball and you, my beloved friend, you're just going to throw at me the very first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Who was your hero growing up? Um, My father. What's your favorite color? Blue. Go blue. What was the last thing that you ate? The last thing that I ate? Yep. Uh, oh, pork loin. Awesome. What is your favorite thing to do in your off time? Uh, hang out with my kids and deer hunt. Awesome. And here goes the very last one. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Uh, cure uh, child diabetes. I think Bingo. it's really sad. Yep. Mic dropper right there, man. Mic dropper right there. That's that's awesome. You actually you know what, dude? That one kind of hit the heart really, really big. I don't know. <laughs> Normally when I uh you know, when we close this off, it's just like wow, but man, well, when you said kids that, did, that's... you know, I, I did this to myself, but kids don't. Yeah. And that hurts me. So yeah. you know what? That's so so true. You know what? Actually, here, let me throw you one more. Here goes. All right. If you could leave everyone that has type 2 diabetes with a message, whether it's something to inspire them, motivate them, or educate them, what would it be? Always be positive. There you go. Always be positive. There you go, my brother. Hey, uh, you know, by all means here, James, we got to do this again if you don't mind. Uh, I absolutely loved having you on, man. Your your story, your insight, um, your positivity, um, just everything that you had shared Um, it's crazy because, you know, kind of like when we first, first picked up, it's kind of like we all see these people online who've done it and they've crossed over and you're always wondering like, how did you do it? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, what were the things that you do? Like, what do you do every day? And like, let me pick your brain. And so, um, yeah, you know, more than anything, um, I just want to thank you for taking the time to do this. So I want to thank you. I learned more, uh, I learned more today than I have in a long time. So I appreciate it. Anytime, my friend, anytime. Awesome, James. Well, hey, thank you so much, man. And until next time. Have a good day. See you. All right, thanks. And that, ladies and gents, is James Rappaport. You know what's crazy is, uh, you know, it's almost like you have, like, this really funny assimilation and you almost, like, you know, can't help but bond with folks, you know, like, as you spend time with them. Man, like, James is so easy to talk to and he just kind of, like, goes and he's so easy to listen to that, man, like... 
I remember looking down. I remember telling him like in the very beginning when we were kind of emailing back and forth. Like he's like, "Hey, how long is this thing going to take?" I'm like, "Oh, like an hour, right?" And then when we did this, I looked down. I was like, "Dude, it's like two hours." <laughs> so, anyways, huge shouts out to James. And what I really love about his thing is like. You know, when I say um, that so many of us are so much the same as much as it is different, you can see how, you know, he's it's a very simple approach. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you can definitely see where he's disciplined. Right. You could definitely see where he's human. You can definitely see how and where other other people are even just like, wow, you know, and they, and they they can't help but pick up not only on his positive attitude, but in the same breath, you know, you can't really just uh can't help with the fact that, you know, can't, can't keep uh, you can't deny the fact that he's coming from the heart and that is, that's priceless. That's priceless. So huge shouts out to James, uh, man, I, we definitely got to do this again. And uh, I absolutely hope that serves you well. Um, if you haven't already, make sure that you like and subscribe and I'll definitely see you in the next one later.